Hey everybody and welcome to Live from Spruce Drive, weekly sports and news for your entertainment. I'm JD Arlen alongside a very stylish Shiva Valbanini. Shiva, what's in the news? Oh, oh hey, he's hitting the dab up? for the those of you who are I on got, the audio stream. If you're not watching on a JD's Insta, please start doing so. And two, I'm wearing these really cool new shades. Um, I don't know, some some dummy got them for free. Yep, yep. Well, we'd actually like to shout out a couple people. First of all, Civil Eyewear, uh, who actually might be watching today. Uh, Civil Eyewear is a company that provides glasses that look as good as that for super cheap. Um, I got them for free. All they had to I do, got them I, for free. All I had to do was talk about them on the show, so check them out, Civil Eyewear on Instagram. Also need to shout out Men's Warehouse because I got a deal on my tux for shouting them out. I got $40 off. Am I what? Why not? Six eyes right now? Six eyes because your glass is behind glasses. Boom. If you want to look like this guy, check it out. Also shouting out all of our Purdue Class of 2021 friends on here. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in. We have a big audience on. Uh, oddly enough, we have a big audience among incoming freshmen to Purdue University. So we thank you guys so much for participating in our stream, recommending questions and that sort of thing. We can't wait to have you on the show in the fall of next year. Uh, and that will be season two, live from West Lafayette. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the new Sashiva. It's finals time, and I don't know about you, but I am college bored. That is a pun with hey, the word um, college bored. Do you hear the audience? I hear crickets. <laughs> uh, college bored, um, of course, is the, the AP people. They do the AP classes. Give me an update. How are you doing on your, your the end of the year? Took my last final today, uh, AP stats. Very yeah. nice. So you still have exams, though? I do not. I have one more final in anatomy and physiology, but other than that, I think I'm done. Good for you, man. I have AP exams, but that's you it. You got out. You, know? you got out. I have no AP exams. I had uh, AP research. I was part of the capstone program. Shiva did also. Uh, so, obviously, there's no exam with that. It's very nice to just kind of coast. I've This time of year has been so hectic. In Dude, we have past. 20 days of school left. 20 days of school left. Uh, class um, officer elections are about to start. It's getting crazy. But um, we're not involved in any of that, so it is nice to just... And that's Viva why I say I'm college board. There's just not a lot of time to, uh, to have to focus on that. I can't believe you made the college board, college board pun. I thought of that in the shower this morning. When I knew we were recording, I was like... Hmm, I got to talk about AP. College board. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's keep going. Prom plans. Tell us, uh, you're doing something a little different. Yeah, um, I realized I didn't really want to deal with the politics, the exclusivity, the nonsense, and the 30 minutes that you actually spend at prom and do prom. Uh, me and a, uh, I think a couple friends are thinking about hanging out that day. I you know, have a good time, Very but nice. not the traditional. Very nice means i am also not doing the trend tra traditional but well i mean me. you ran on the girls at carmel high school oh, jd stop i'm not doing <laughs> the traditional means if taylor if you're watching um we have got a lot planned in abingdon and galesburg illinois we'll be going out there fairly soon i'm going down next friday night uh spending the weekend over in in galesburg in a hotel so it'll be a lot of fun i've experienced carmel's prom twice so i figured i should get out more a little bit <laughs> is that so <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it, it's been a it's been a long ride to uh to illinois to illinois and to to seeing her and to actually making all of this work because it is long distance yeah. so it's been working out really well i'm just really excited for it to come to fruition 
but prom prom is crazy. This season of this time of year is absolutely yeah. insane. And then we got grad parties coming up. Yep. Um, RSVP'd for yours. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. that's good. Yep. Uh, JD is actually one of my friends, so I invited him sadly. S- despite uh, despite common thought. We are yeah, you know, a lot of people show. were telling me, you know, don't invite that kid. He's, he's yeah. bad bad news. <laughs> anyway, let's talk a little bit about the school that we're going to, Purdue University. Some uh, good news. Uh, sorry. Good news out of West Lafayette. Okay. Uh, yeah. Purdue acquired Kaplan University to create a new educational outlet. Uh, this was announced Thursday, April 27th, so a day before the podcast is released. Um, so this is the creation of a new public university that will, that will further expand access to higher education. The initiative is meant to address two striking new re- realities, the need for post-secondary education for working adults and others unsuited to, tra- to traditional campus study, and the explosive growth of online technologies as a means of delivering education to students of mouthful. all types. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Basically, school for people who can't. Uh, immediately enroll in a college, and they could they could work online. If they're on a job right now, they can continue that and work and work on another degree. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, Purdue is the eighth national uh, university ranked by U.S. News, eighth national public university that is ranked by U.S. News. So it is cool for all those online students who were attending Kaplan to now yeah. you know be going through the Purdue program. And uh, now uh, I think that's. The first ounce of Purdue news that we've had yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, so. and we will continue to have Purdue news on here. But yeah, that's cool. I, I, I'm not the online school type. I will admittedly say that I get procra- I get pretty distracted and I procrastinate too much for online school. Are you the online school type? Could you ever do something um, like that? If it was something like artistic or creative, yeah. But if it was like engineering, never. Never? No. Yeah, no. I don't. I, it'd be pretty difficult. So I want to talk a little bit about... A movie that we've been looking forward to since the first Iron Man movie back in 2008, Avengers: Infinity War. Um, there was a little kind of like leak slash not. Um, the actress who plays Gamora kind of revealed that the second the second part of Infinity War, which uh, is not called Infinity War Part Two, will maybe be called Infinity Gauntlet. Very you know, cool. So Infinity War is kind of... Big this, revelation there. Whoa, <laughs> mind blown. Why is that so significant? Just out of curiosity. Okay, so you know the storyline with Thanos trying to collect all of the Infinity Stones? Right, and that's been a case throughout all the Marvel movies yeah. lately. So now you see, you can kind of put together what the plot will look like. I'm My theory, Infinity War will be about the Avengers kind of getting back together, um... You know, more some new characters introduced, the Guardians of the Galaxy being introduced to the the Earth's Avengers, and also Thanos collecting all the stones. Very cool. And then I feel like by the end of Infinity War, he's going to snap his fingers like he does in the comics, and half of the population will die. That is that is quite quite an ending to yeah. the movie. And Everyone literally dies. And then Gauntlet will be about how the oh, Avengers... Oh, there's a second one. So Infinity Gauntlet, the set, Avengers 4, will be about... How the remaining Avengers stop Thanos. That is very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, we have two new songs of the week. The first is uh, by Catfish and the Bottlemen. This is actually out of our Purdue group chat uh, that I found it. It's called Seven. Take a listen. It is new. Larry called a lot of smoking. I want to disappear for days. We probably never spoke of sleeping, but I never want to. Promise again that I will call her Forget the time with some seven hours behind It's probably good I didn't call though 
Shiva, great song, I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the news. President Trump, of course, being interviewed by the Associated Press. Um, and if you look at the interview transcript, and they did not release the audio, they just have the transcript on their website, 16 times he's listed as unintelligible, which means that the reporter couldn't understand what they were saying enough to write it down. Yeah, that's, that's common. I've been on newspaper staff for four years. I remember there's a ton of times where I cannot, for the death of me, figure out what the person was saying. Um, I you know my I, I've tried to help other people, reporters on staff. My sister, even if she comes by, she's like, Shiva, can you listen to this one more time to figure out what it's saying? It is a common thing. Um, and I don't really know if it's uh, completely. Uh, I, I bet it happened for a lot of other presidents, but my experience-wise, I think that's kind of normal. Yeah, it sounded normal to me, too. And then I, I looked at it, what he's saying, and it almost doesn't make sense uh, in a sentence. He, he, it gets unintelligible. There are things that he omits uh, that, that could be alarming. There's some things that he's talking, and right before he says the noun, right before he says the meat of what he's going to say, it goes to unintelligible. He goes, you know, we have the greatest unintelligible. Of all time, you well, know, we, I don't, I don't want to so, blow it out of proportion. I you know, mean, it's, this just, is, it's not a big thing. It's just strange um, to me. I, I think it's more of an LOL than it is a yeah, shocking yeah. revelation. Uh, but uh, what's more of a shocking revelation? Well, not as shocking, but Trump's first hundred days complete this Saturday, actually. So, you know, I wanted to look through. Uh, there's an article from Politico magazine talking about all of the key uh, parts of these first hundred days. What worked, what didn't, what was okay. Um, so, I, you know, I want to go through a little, tell me, uh, let's, I want to look at a couple things. Um, sure. so this goes through an overview and it goes into, um, things like political significance as in, in change in climate and climate change. So one of the biggest things we saw was the budget, the budget proposal for, to cut, um, the clean power plan, regulating carbon and other EPA restrictions on electric plants. So greatly decreasing the amount of right. funding by 34% for the EPA. And so this has a big impact on climate change. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later during the show. But that was one of the biggest things. There's also the biggest impact on immigration um, seen in the past couple of years. There, the, level, the number of people uh, immigrating into the country right now is at an all-time low. Personally, I think that's a good thing. Um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we still have to figure out before we can open doors again. And I know that in the past America's always had open doors, to, you know. But I feel like there's sometimes mo different moments in history where you're supposed to stop, yeah, uh, make sure everything is well, on I, the right track and keep going. I know what you're saying, but yeah, I mean it is kind of alarming. Let me just say that it has been the longest 100 days of all time. Uh, it seems like I turn on the news or I get on Twitter moments and it's like, oh, what did he say today? What did he do? Um, so I, there's definitely been a rough transition yeah, he's, of power. He's, a, he's really a showman. He, he is. Um, as far as the immigration thing goes, we are the land of liberty. We are the land where everybody's supposed to be able to come in and take refuge and be safe. And that, that's transcended over all of history. There are obviously low points and high points. Um, but I, I don't know if you can necessarily say that because of you know, the immigration um, 
I don't think the the trigger here is is immigration. I think that people aren't immigrating for a reason, and I think that that is Trump. I don't think that this is just a natural trend. I think. Well, I know from um, this, my, this dad tra- my dad my dad traveling across the globe, a lot of people do not watch any other uh, media than CNN, um, and it is a very liberal um, network. Um, I, that's an objective statement. Just like Fox is very very conservative. There's no middle ground. So what a lot of people are experiencing is in a biased media, but not knowing that it is biased and not knowing the current situation in the United States. I would say with immigration, Trump is mostly correct. He didn't. There were some things that he did that weren't ready, like the immigration ban. It wasn't ready to be rolled out, and they didn't really execute it in the correct way. But the ideas are correct. The implementation is something we have to look for in the next in the next hundred days as the next milestone. Yeah, we definitely have a lot to look forward to. I, you know, we're not here to necessarily debate today, but I, I don't agree with what the immigration policy is. I think that there's a better way to handle it than just, you know, cutting everything off and, and saying that this is the way it has to be and there's absolutely no immigration from these countries. Obviously, there there is a fine line between doing too much and doing not enough. So, we yep. definitely need to take a second look at it. That's why he's got so long in office. And I think now that he's realized the outcry of some of the things that he's doing and he's fulfilled a lot of his campaign promises, yep, we're definitely have. expecting a, a slow a slowdown in the things that he's passing. You know, yeah. he turns up every day, oh, look at this paper I signed. Look at this other paper I signed. And I think there's going to be a lot of less paper to sign because we're going to start taking things a lot more seriously in the next coming months because things have elevated to the to the level that they're in. Yeah, and hopefully in the in the future we'll see a lot more uh, bipartisan efforts. Yeah. Um, and I think going uh, we'll see a lot of different changes. We'll see I think the US involvement more in Syria and trying to calm that situation down, trying to see if we can help the refugees, trying to stop Assad. Right. I think that's another bullet point on Trump's list that he's going to try to do in the next 4 years. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens after this. Right. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about flying cars. Shiva, you you um, talked about this on Twitter before we had this show. Everybody's been waiting that I've been talking to here about this flying car thing. So please tell us. So, you know, uh, remember Back to the Future 2, right? Absolutely. What best move? We were, uh, side note, we were in uh, Mrs. Satchel's class, AP Capstone, and we had the option to choose between uh, Temple of Doom and Back to the Future. That's not even a decision. Okay. Do you, <laughs> not do, even you, a do you know that people did not vote for Back to the Future? There was only eight people who voted for Back to the Future, including me. Did it win? No. Like, I was, I was this just... This is the most shocking news we've said today. Oh, my goodness. Back to the Future is an all-time classic. Great Scott! <laughs> Man. It's yeah, heavy. okay, so anyway. yeah. So, you know, in Back to the Future 2, we have... Uh, devices that have uh, internet screens in our pocket. We have phones. We have cell phones. We have these mini tablets. You know, we have uh, so many different uh, imagined inventions from Back to the Future. And there are only a few things that we still haven't done yet. We haven't yeah. had that the the pizza that uh, cuts its or, or that delivers itself. That sort or of thing. The pizza that you know you put in the the, the astronaut pizza. You know, like yes. it, it like. Vaporize just add water. Yeah, just add water. And they, and they have the hoverboard and the self tying. I guess the self tying shoes are a thing now. But oh yeah. Anyway, flying cars. Could and be flying cars are the last or one of the last things, right? So Uber is trying to. Uh, <laughs> 
they're t- they're trying <laughs> to take flying cars to take flight in their business wow. uh, altogether. They said that they're going to try to roll out a network of flying cars in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Dubai by 2020. So that's three years. Um, I don't know if they can do uh, vertical cars if they can't even do self-driving cars. <laughs> but interesting idea, Uber. Points for trying. I think it's like uh, Elon Musk, you know, and SpaceX. They're like, okay, this is what we're going to do in the next five years. So then a lot of other companies and people start working on this. Right. And it, it starts Almost picking up challenging, momentum. Yeah. Challenging the marketplace. How's the FAA feel about it? Well, the FAA, um, it's going to take a lot of work for them to approve uh, all the federal safety regulations and figure out how they fit into a complex air traffic control system. You have to think of roads above roads, kind of, right? You have to think of, will it be autonomous or will you have to stop at lights or something like that? There's a lot of, that's how it was in Back to the Future too. They had little lights, you know, and you, you drove the car, but will this be like a self-driving car just in the air? And what will it be like for the airspace? So yeah. there's a lot of different things to talk about. Interesting. All right, let's keep it on Cars, Shiva. Let's talk about Yeah, you know, we we saw in Cars 2, the movie, now, uh, a lot of sequels today, J.D., um, Back to the Future 2, Cars 2, these movies are are becoming staples for the technology medium. But Cars 2, we saw some cars that could fly, you know, mm-hmm. flying plane car things. Yep, doing that. So that kind of relates to Uber. But now we see, have you seen the new Cars 3 trailer? I have, and it, it shook me. Oh my me. god. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It's all over Twitter. Um, but it shows, surprisingly for a Disney movie, it shows Lightning McQueen, Kachow, I had to say it, Lightning McQueen, <laughs> wrecking and flipping and ruining his car and himself i guess if you want to get meta about it um but he's you know breaking the wall breaking his fender uh and he's super injured in the trailer he's really gets beat up and um that's not common for a disney movie it's a it's a comeback story it's going to be about injury it's going to be about you come back from an athletic event like that but yeah, it was very real and very mature for a young audience. I loved it. Yeah, to be it starts with you. off saying you'll never be the racer you once were. And that's it's so it's so deep and it's so okay, plot-wise, it's looking like a movie that is going to be good for kids, for adults, and for you know, for everyone. And plus, I can't wait to hear if there's going to be a new song, you know, Life Life is a Highway is yes. such a classic. Rascal Flats still comes on my iPod every yeah. so often. Yes, I did say iPod. Because so <laughs> I how old that song is now. Yeah. In the trailer, you see kind of a lessons. They kind of, the things they say is kind of a lesson for everybody. Um, you see, what is his name? Jackson Storm, the other racer. You know, he's ahead. He's he's a new guy. He's young. He's uh, healthy. He's uh, upgraded. But you see that Lightning McQueen has to start thinking smarter rather than faster. Right? Very cool. So that's something really cool. Like you're never going to be the fastest, but if you can be smarter, you can succeed. I think that's like such that. a such a nice message. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep you updated. We're definitely going to this, so we will. Uh, oh yeah. We will be going to this together. But anyway, we got to get into sports. There's a lot going on, so let's send it over to the audio bed. How about some sports? Thank you, Audio Bed. It is a dark day in Indianapolis, unfortunately. Last weekend, the Pacers were slept 0-4 by the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
And Paul George's future is listed as unclear with the Pacers. Not the best situation to be in. You get swept 0-4 by the best team in the league, I'd argue, and the defending champions of the uh, NBA title. What does that mean for the Pacers, and what does that mean for Paul George? Honestly, it was such a such an excruciating defeat. You know, the last game, what, it was like 102 to 106? Yes. It was such a close margin, and we weren't able to pull through. And it's just like, oh, come on, guys. It's so disheartening. I think Paul George is going to leave. You know, he's always yeah. talked about wanting to go to a different team. Um, but there, there are a couple of options. Paul George could go a couple different places. And the best one that I heard was actually on BleacherReport.com. And Bleacher Report and I have gone back and forth because they absolutely ruined my NCAA March Madness bracket. But I like this idea, and I think it might come true. If the Pacers traded Paul George to the Celtics to take their number one pick, and they got that from the, uh, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, they would not only be able to increase their salary cap, but they would have a they would have star power in the form of Kelly Fultz, uh, OG Anquinobi, or Lonzo Ball. Yeah, and I think that's definitely a move that if the Pacers you get Lonzo Ball on the team. The Pacers are well, our annoying factor goes up by a little bit, yeah. but the star power factor goes up a little more as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that he he would be good, but. There's three guys that have really stuck out, at least in the minds of the Pacers. There's Markelly Fultz, and he is uh, obviously the first. He's going to go first, and that's pretty unanimous. He's from the University of Washington. There's OG Anquinobi, and he played for... Dude, he sounds like a Star Wars character. Yes, I agree. And I, my family, obviously, is all Purdue grads, so we all call him yeah. Og because he played for IU. But Og could go to the Pacers or Lonzo Ball. And we all know who Lonzo Ball is, but... I think we need a shooter. I think we need somebody to come off the bench strong. Yeah, maybe uh, let's see if we can get some players off of Golden State University. <laughs> um, I, I hear they have a lot of good players coming in. Yeah, uh, they're, they're coming into make, the NBA. You make know? a big presence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of university, the NFL draft is tonight, uh, and future for the Colts could be decided tonight. So let's talk a little Oof, bit about the draft. Yeah. You got any insight into the draft? No, not yet. But I know that last year we saw the Colts suffer. One of the worst seasons of all time. Um, Andrew Luck didn't fare very well. Our our whole team wasn't a team. It was it was a composition of individual players right. trying to do something, trying to make something happen, and that and it didn't. I'm really hopeful um, to see what happens in the draft. As this year, we do have one of the easiest schedules. In, yes. in Colts history. We do, we do. We have a great schedule, depending on the other draft picks, I suppose. Um, but face value, it does look very easy. Indianapolis is leading towards uh, drafting linebacker Reuben Foster from Alabama. He wears the 10 jersey. He's a big dude, if you see him. Um, what, do, what do the Colts need? This is what Greg Doyle said on Indy Star. Defense, defense, defense. We need a linebacker, a corner, an edge rusher. doesn't matter. Chris Ballard's complete overhaul of the Indy defense is likely going to be the focus of this draft. I couldn't agree more. The Colts had a Swiss cheese offensive line oh and my God. absolutely no defense. You got, a, you got a guy like Andrew Luck who potentially could be a Hall of Famer. But when you punish him he's been on he's much. been hit he's been on meds and he's still playing he's got how many back surgeries at this point i mean it we need big guys so much and we just lost you know he didn't make that much of an impact but we lost to quell jackson we lost art jones we lost a couple of guys in the free agency the time is now for the colts to start making big moves we've got yep, the 15th Matt, mathis is no longer on no. the team so nope. we, pat mcafee is no longer on the team we do need a punter yep i mean there's that obviously not for the first is this going to be the the colts 2.0 after that big overhaul three years ago? 
Wait two years and we will be in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. I can confidently say that next year we might be able to clinch a wild card spot. The year after we will be in the playoffs. Mark my words. But Houston's winning the division. So uh, JD's going to be drafting all of the Colts players for his fantasy team this year for as well. For the fifth consecutive year, yes, I will be doing that. That happens every time. Oh my gosh. Last that is a recipe for <laughs> failure, my man. Last thing I want to talk about with sports is the NBA. Going back to that. Uh, trash talk. Unbelievably out of hand. I know you've seen it if you watch so, the NBA. JD, you did your AP caps on research on yes. this. Tell me a little bit about what you found. Well, um, so we can kind of yeah. uh, uh, digest and kind of talk about what this means for the NBA, for the for the the rules, and for the players. So what I found in my project is that trash talk is the number one unanimously agreed upon trigger of violence in the sport of basketball. That was my findings. First, that's my findings were twofold. So it was first that, and secondly, not enough on the court is being done to limit trash talk. It just doesn't get communicated between – it's funny that I say the word communicated because that's all they're doing. But it doesn't get communicated from player to player, up to the coaches, up to the officials, and eventually up to Adam Silver. Um, you watch the Pacers versus Cavs series, and obviously there's Lance Stevenson in there. There's yeah. guys like Ky- Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Paul George. They're going to talk trash. I yeah, mean, that's, they're – That's the way it goes. That's the way – you know, the men, it's the mental game. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're, when they're playing on the field, they're playing two games. They're playing – one in their heads and one physically on on the court. Yeah. So, in the long run, this is going to have a lot of impacts to how the team will do right, mm-hmm. um, and the relationships between the players. Right. What else? Well, yeah. So this this could be as far as limiting what players can talk when. Uh, Mark Boyle and Slick Leonard are Pacers broadcasters, and we listened to Game Four in the car. I was going up to actually Purdue University uh, to take a visit last Sunday, but they talked about a possibility of implementing spokespeople. And what that means is having one person that you elect at the beginning of the team, like a team captain, and he's the only person out of the team and coaches to be able to talk to the officials about questionable calls. I'm here for it. If you're looking to limit violence, the number one way to do it would be to stop trash talk. And that's how I think it's going to help. Also, I think they need to create fouls and penalties for players that do engage in trash talk so that they can stop. Because Obviously, we want to see a little blood sport. It's American basketball, especially in the NBA. These are grown men. But we don't want to see anybody in jail. Or hurt. That's what's going on, unfortunately. Yeah, and if you look at the the NFL right now, a lot of players are not the best role models. And I hope these athletes have to be somebody that kids can look up to, right? Statistic for you. I'm sorry I switched back between the NBA and the NFL. No, you're fine. My brain works. Guess the team with the least amount of arrests, and this is a two-year streak. Colts. Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Surprising. Guess the team with the most arrests. Indianapolis Colts. Seriously? Over the last five years, Dang. the Colts have had more arrests than any no, other team had, in what, the NFL. No, we had what? Pat McAfee Canal, right? <laughs> <laughs> most embarrassing arrest, is correct. Art Jones, uh, Dequell Jackson, actually. Yeah. There, there have been so many arrests with the Colts. So, so uh, I wonder why we're not, we didn't do well last year, J.D. I think it was... A lot of things, but yeah, that, that could be it. I want to uh, talk a little bit about, just just a little like fun thing that I just thought sure. about. Um, do you think that football players play fantasy football and draft each other or themselves? Because that would be the best, like, <laughs> yeah. best thing ever. Yeah, well, Pete Rose got in trouble for betting on himself. So I think all of them are scared to put money down, but if I was a player, 
I would definitely pick myself. First round. Yeah. Overall if, first pick. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you're yeah. going to pick Aaron Rodgers for, oh, for I, QB. I don't care if I'm the second string punter from New Orleans. I'm picking myself first. Absolutely. Because no matter, you feel so good about putting points up. But yeah, I, I think then they pick their friends. Do yeah. you think so? I think I think so, but I feel like it's something that has, if I look online, it's something that I don't find. Yeah. And I think it's just, if, if, there, if somebody made a video, like, of them draft on a, on a draft party or something. Right. That would be the best ever. They play as each other in 2K and in Madden. In Madden, I know yeah. that. I know that when they hang out in their yeah. football parties that I have yet to get invited to. But I will. <laughs> I, will. I will get there. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's what they do. Well, then I'll get to fly in cars with Uber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, uh, we can hit your ride together. Just real quick, let's talk about soccer because we're doing this now. Um, Houston Dynamo were great uh, until... Four nights ago when they lost by one. But they, had, they were on a, a six-game win streak, and then they lost by one to New York City. But the Dynamo – or no, I'm sorry, the Orlando City yeah, still looking Orlando, good. okay. That's what I meant, yeah. How so Orlando, that? they uh, – they're, they're doing okay, right? Yeah, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. Okay, so Houston, on a roll, we saw that uh, 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 earlier this week – uh, Houston won against San Jose 2-0. So they're on a streak. They're on a, what, one, two, oh. three, four, five, six, seven-game win streak. Wow. Yeah, that is that is impressive. You picked right. So we'll see. Uh, Houston is going to play Orlando May 6. Right now we're hot. If we keep this momentum up, I think even though we're going to be playing away and we have, yep. haven't have really been had, had a great track record at away games, I think Houston can pull through. Talk about trash talk. I will be trash talking all over that game on Twitter. Yeah. So just Not on May 6th because that's prom night. <laughs> that is prom night, and I will check the score in the morning. But yep. uh, I am excited. All right, well, that is all the content that we have today. If we're going to end on time, we thank you so much for tuning in on our live stream, and we thank you so much for tuning in on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Check out our weekly links down below. Any shout-outs before we head out? Shout out to all our Purdue fans once again. We're going to be starting season two next year. So we have a couple episodes left for this uh, count this year yep. um, until, and then we'll start again in August. Yep. So we'll take a summer vacation as well. And then we'll yeah. come back. We'll talk more about that in the next show. But we'd especially like to thank M. Jennings, Al Glanter, uh, Tino Thune, and um, Andrew Davis, and a few more in the Purdue group chat. Becca Bruns for tuning in today. Taylor Dickerson, as always, and her sister Bailey. We thank you so much for being with us. You can find me on Twitter at ArlenJD. You can find Shiva at SVAL40. Send us your questions and your name for your face to be illustrated, or if you want to be on, we love having guests. Yep. That is all we have for today. Stay classy, and we'll see you later.